that's what we have because his spirit dwells in us now as believers. Amen. Um, every believer, a minister, a servant. Every believer, a minister. Um, and for that to happen, love is required. But we've also been given that love by God's spirit who dwells within us. It says in Galatians 5.13, by love serve one another. We're not going to serve each other if we don't have that love. I mean, because that is what would have us lay down our, not, our lives for one another and to be other-centered. You know, that acrostic we have, the L in love, standing for laying down our loves, our lives, the O for being other-centered, the V for the vine and the branches, that is through his life that we receive the, the love, and then E, everybody, everyone, and then E also, enemies, even our enemies, we are to love. But a humble servant heart attitude toward one another is what we look at and see. And that's what I see out here. And some of you watching online today. Ephesians 4.11, let's go there. And this is a God's word translation. It says he gave some apostles. Now this is the fivefold ministry that we're going to be seeing here. And this is something that we believe in here. We believe in current day apostles, prophets, evangelists, this translation had missionaries there, as well as pastors and teachers as gifts to the church. We call that the fivefold ministry. Every part is needed, not just pastor. The fivefold ministry. And then it goes on, it says, their purpose is to prepare God's people to serve. And that word serve is, the, you can see the Greek word there, or minister, it's also translated minister in the New Testament. And to build up the body of Christ. This is to continue until all of us are united in our faith and in our knowledge about God, Son, until we become mature, until we measure up to Christ, who is the standard. So we see here, but the fivefold ministry is brought there to equip the saints, that's all of us, for the work of ministry. All of us. Every believer a minister. Um, the first message that I had on this truth uh, was on February 23, 1986. 37 years ago. Some of you remember that. <laughs> I see Mark and Sue there. I saw Rob and Mary. Um, but on that day, I quoted a prophetic word that was spoken at a conference that Joyce and I had recently attended. And this is it. I think we'll have it up on the screen too, or on the wall. Just as the Jews expected Jesus to come differently than how he in fact did come, so also the great revival or awakening and outpouring of God's Spirit in the days ahead is coming not like some would expect, but it will come through the work 
of the ministry of every believer. There is coming a restoration of the truth of every believer a minister and of the saints doing the work of the ministry. And that's what we've been teaching all these years. That's what we've been saying all these years. But this morning I say again that it's by the power of God and by the grace of God we are God's ministers, not through our own natural ability and power, but by the ability and power of God's Spirit, the Spirit of God. Ministry and serving others is to be done by God's grace, God's blessing, God's favor, God's anointing through us. And to be fruitful with eternal impact, and that's what we have as God's Spirit ministers and serves through us, touching the lives of other people. It's going to have eternal, forever impact. And that must be done in the power of God's Spirit and not the power of our flesh and its abilities. Not our own strength. And that is so important. When we minister in the power of God's Spirit, we can see impossible-looking mountains be removed in our lives and then in the lives of others. And they can be relational mountains, things in relationships that seem impossible to break through. Maybe it's mountains concerning the future. Maybe it's something physical in our bodies. Maybe it's financial mountain. But when we see God's grace work in our own lives, his power and his blessing, we then have the opportunity to pass it on as we minister to others in our spheres of influence, the people we meet through the week, passing it on to them. And when we've gone through it ourselves, we will have a compassion, a special compassion and understanding for other people that are going through what we've been through. I know I have that with, I've talked many times about fear or panic attacks type thing. I thought for a while I was maybe the only one that had that. But as I began to talk about it and how the Lord has helped me with that, I'm amazed at how many people deal with that. But you know, the things that you go through, you might find the same you will find the same. Just turn it from a negative thing into a positive by turning it into a blessing for someone else and helping that to extend and increase that compassion and that love for those other people so you can help them. But it's not by our own might that we do this, not by our own power. But it's by the Spirit of God. There's an example of this. It's brought forth in the Word, Zechariah 4, starting at verse 6. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by your own might, nor by your own power, but by my Spirit, 
says the Lord of hosts. You are, who are you, O great mountain? There was a mountain in his life, and for him it was building the temple. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? But you put your name in there right now. You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone. The end result, the completion, the completion of the breakthrough, the wholeness of what you're looking to do. The, the capstone, it means the final part or in place concerning something in your life. That's how we could liken unto. And it will be done with shouts of grace, grace to it, because it wasn't in our own power that that mountain was removed or broken through. But it's by the power of the Spirit of God. Um, and so the mountains in your life, my life, God will help us. He's never failed us yet. These songs, Julie, again, were just so good. And team, you know, just God is faithful. He's never failed us yet. And he won't fail you in the days that lie before you. He won't. I'm talking about the situation in your life right now, okay? Most people have some kind of thing that needs resolution or completion or whatever. But it's in the power of God, not our own power. It's going to be done. 2 Corinthians 5, or 3, verses 5 and 6. It is not that we think that we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification from, comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. You are a minister of God. Wherever you are in your workplace, that's a big one. In school, you can be a minister of God in Walmart. Or if you're going to be in town on a day doing errands, just pray before you go. Pray the night before. Lord, I, I submit myself, I yield myself, I surrender myself to your divine appointments today. And it just happens. You just happen to run into this person that needs help. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You do, don't you? Hallelujah. And he has enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. Let's read that from the New King James. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Aren't you glad about that? Yes. I'm so happy that that is what the truth is. It's not dependent on my ability. But it's him infusing us and working through us and touching. It's him. But see, that shows how important is our close walk with the Lord daily, every day. And not giving up when things get hard, because things do get hard. It's going to come to completion. 
I'm just looking at Danny. Annie, I call her Annie. It's going to come to completion, Annie. That baby's going to be born. And we just agree together as a church family for that right now. Just lay your hand on her. Great. Bonnie and who are, who's around there? Just lay a hand on her. Richard, Rose, just lay your hand on her back there. Are you a seat? How far are you back? Maybe you can't reach her, huh? <laughs> Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for your hand. Our hands are representing yours. And Annie, her Miller, as she has come to that place of giving birth to this baby, and we thank you, Lord, for your exact timing. We as a congregation, a church family, agree together for this right now. In Jesus' name. We thank you so much for, for Craig and Danielle, Lord. We thank you for the heritage. We thank you for Dan, their father, her father, the good friend, in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. So, verse 6 there, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. That word sufficient. I was looking it up in Strong's. It has these meanings there, worthy. We're not made worthy by ourselves to be ministers. I'm not worthy to be. It's in him. Then he makes me, though, worthy. See? Not in myself. Qualified. God makes you and me qualified. He makes us capable. He gives us Ability, competence, power, ample, fit. That's what God does. And I'm telling you today, that's for you as a believer to be a minister, to be a servant in your life. We say, well, I'm just a brand new Christian. The Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. The love of God is inside of you. Yield to that. Yield to that. When you see a hurting person, let him give that touch. Give that word. And that's what God does through all the body of Christ. He infuses us he, with the fruit of his spirit. The fruit of his spirit. We mentioned love already, but joy, peace, Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, self-control, faithfulness. But then also the gifts of the Spirit. And he endows us with those too. He brings for the situation, for the person that you're ministering to, whatever the situation, he'll bring that gift of his Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, whatever is needed right there at that time it's not of it's not of you but it's through you it's not of you but it's through you so hallelujah jesus commission is to all believers but that word commission it's like it's a command it's a duty it's an order 
But that means all of us here in this church family have the responsibility. Let's go back and read that again. Matthew 28. I'm sure you're familiar with this. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. You go. You is the understood word there. My English teacher, grammar teacher told me, taught me that. You is the understood Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And then here's the commission in Mark 16. Those are the words of Jesus to us, by the way. And here again, this is our commission. In Mark, and Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach. That means to proclaim, and this is not the only place to do that. Absolutely not, behind a pulpit. Preach, proclaim, tell, tell them. On the highways and the byways, out there, tell them. To every creature, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them, confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So that's the commission that we all have together. It's a responsibility we have. That's not to be taken lightly. Is that true? I heard one yes over there. Any yeses over here? Yes. Hallelujah, it is true. We are chosen and ordained, or we could say appointed by God. You are. You are. Ephesians 2.10, this is the Amplified Classic. It says this. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Now you can put your name in here again. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. But what we need to do is yield to him every day. We need to make that initial surrender of our lives to God, but then it's every day yielding our lives to God. And he will do just what this scripture says. God chose you and appointed you and put your name in there. He has personalized assignment 
for you. He has one that he has just for you. And he made you and fashioned you to fulfill your particular assignment. Your assignment. Not somebody else's assignment, but your assignment. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Hallelujah. So we apply this to ourselves. We apply it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We apply it. Lucas, I'm going to go down to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We are to be his ministers. We're chosen and he's given each one. We've given, he's given a corporate assignment, but it's individualized for everybody. It's different for each one of us. But we are to bring the good news and we have this blessed opportunity in these days. And in these days, the way things are in the world, the way things are in the United States of America, the way some things are in Minnesota, way things are around us. People are looking. People are, are needing to hear the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. And this talks about that. 2 Corinthians 5.17 When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. All these things are from God who brought us back to himself through what Christ Jesus did. And God has given us the privilege of urging everyone to come into his favor and be reconciled to him. For God was in Christ restoring the world to himself. Listen to this. No longer counting men's, and we can say women's, sins against them, but blotting them out. And that is the good news, that this has already been done. But now it is up to each person to receive that for their own life. Because if they don't, it's in vain for them to receive it for their own life. And that's where we are also to be ministers of that truth. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell others. We are Christ's ambassadors. We're ministers, his servants, and we are his ambassadors. Hallelujah. So as we conclude here what I'm sharing today, I'm going to share just a quick bit of Tinstrike Community Church, who we are and what we envision. As a local church, a church family, we give ongoing attention and teaching to who and what we are in Christ Jesus. And then we share these truths with the people around us as his ministers. 
The slogan of our church has been every believer a minister for many years. We have the symbol of the lighthouse, light to the nations. You may see at the front of the church, there's a huge lighthouse. Then in the foyer, we have another lighthouse. That's a symbol that we have, a light right here, but spreading out around the world in different venues, different ways. Uh, we have a, a picture here, I believe, an image of a cross. Can we get that up there? Hallelujah. Okay. So that's a cross that we have that shows, yeah. So that's our mission statement in a picture, you might say. We call it God's positioning system, GPS. Because connecting people to God, connecting people to people, connecting people to service. And you see the cross, the God people service, the GPS there. And GPS is short for Global Positioning System, and it's now, of course, it's used all around the world. And it's reliant on Earth-circling satellites and then also ground stations. And as we continue to focus as a church family um, on the vision that God has given to us, God will be aligning and positioning us for what he has planned for us in the days ahead. And we believe that we will be in the right places and positions. I'm talking about we, and some who are watching on today, that we will be in the right positions at the right times as individuals and then corporately as well. And this includes all the leadership positions, and all the other ministering and serving positions, including the fivefold as well. And we will be aligned with God's positioning system, God's GPS. This system is not reliant that we're talking about here on satellites, but on the Spirit of God Himself who dwells in us as believers. And we are the ground stations. And the Holy Spirit is aligning us. We've been just watching it happen, happening before our eyes as individual parts of TCC. He's aligning us with one another. And as we yield ourselves to him, he sets us in our places. He sets us in our places. There is a scripture I'm going to read here. It's Proverbs 16, 9. This is from the Amplified Bible. It says, A man's mind plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. So we can make plans, but God is the one that ultimately unfolds it and brings it forth. I see it as a picture like a rose or a flower that, that's open, that opens up, opens up, opens up. And finally, it comes to the full boom. So as we yield ourselves to him, he sets us in our places. And he also is aligning our church family more and more with the larger body of Christ, 
and with all who yield to him. In his great body that covers the whole globe, the whole earth. And he is aligning us to flow in a great work of God in this hour. Right in the middle of all the chaos, the disorder, delusion, and so forth. And he's bringing forth, I do believe, a great work, a revival in the church, a great work of awakening among believers, and a great harvest of souls. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's what he's doing. He's bringing it together. He's doing it. We are all ministers. We thank you, Lord, for that truth. That you bring that anew and afresh to our hearts and minds this morning now. In Jesus' name. That we'd be keen to that fact. Wherever we go, whatever we do, that we are your ministers, your servants, in the body of Christ, the opportunities that are presented to us, even right here for ministry, but then other places as well. Every day, every week, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that leads us to the place where we are now going to have prayer over Andrew, and we're going to have Sarah come up, Andrew Earholds. I think we'll just, just stand over here on this side. And uh, also, we'll have Gus come up here, and Joyce, have you come? I was thinking Mark and Sue, if you could come up too. Yeah, if they're here, Rob and Mary here, or somebody could get them, maybe. <laughs> okay, I think we'll just stand over here to do this. Um, thank you, Lord. We call this installation, installing of Andrew as an elder. Elders are to lead, feed, and protect the flock. And there is a scripture, I think I might have this, this may be up on the wall too for us to see. It's First uh, Peter 5, verses 1 through 4. And it says, Therefore, as, fellow, as a fellow elder witness to the sufferings of the Messiah, and also a participant in the glory about to be revealed, I exhort the elders among you, shepherd the flock, God's flock among you, not overseeing out of compulsion, but freely, according to God's will, not for the money, but eagerly, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus.
Yeah, you asked me to get Mary Salmonson to come for prayer, but she's acting out the she's sermon serving. She's serving. in the kitchen. She's serving. Hallelujah. <laughs> and um, so her heart is here. She's watching on the okay. screen, but oh. she's putting her hands to your message with okay. Misty Peterson to good, work on good. the food that we're going to eat together. Yes. I think I'm going to ask you all if you would stand with us here just now and maybe you could reach out a hand toward Andrew and Sarah. I'm going to, you can give the microphone to Gus. I'm going to have him be down in prayer here. And we're going to lay hands upon Andrew. And we know that spouses are so closely involved in our lives, so we have Sarah here as well. And so that's all we can be praying in the spirit, but Gus, if you'd lead us, lead out for us here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just lift up Andrew and Sarah today. Lord, we just put them in your hands. And we just thank you that the hand of the Lord is upon them in a new and a special way. Lord, we just ask you to just reach down and touch them. New strength, a new anointing, a fresh outpouring of your spirit in their lives to do the work that you have called them to do in this hour, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for the love and, and the leadership in, in Andrew's heart. And Father, we just ask you to increase that anointing. We just thank you, Lord, that your spirit moves in a special way in Andrew. Father, we thank you for his leadership in the church. We just thank you that you have chosen him and he has answered the call and he has stepped up. And we just thank you, Lord, that as he does that, the anointing on his life will increase. Uh, this word comes to me. And goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Ooh. And the Lord sets a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Father, we just thank you that the angel of the Lord encamps about those who love him. We just thank you that that angel protects this family and their children as he does each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit that spirit of peace, that spirit of love, 
that indwells our hearts. Lord, we just thank you for your presence in this place, in our lives, on Andrew, on Sarah, on their children, in a new and a special way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Sarah and Andrew had a specific request right now. Well, Andrew, it's for his vision. Um, yeah, when he takes his glasses off, he sees two of you. <laughs> Double vision. <laughs> he says there's a lot of people here. <laughs> and then Sarah, just you've been having some. I've just been having Yeah, for your eyes. I guess I'm going to give this to I think there, there it goes. I can take the mic if you want. Or can you do both? So we pray for them for their vision. So vision in the natural and in the spirit realm at the same time, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We just anoint them with the oil of the Holy Ghost. And we speak life and healing. Oh, fresh vision, clear eyes in the natural and in the spiritual to see the future, the path that God has laid out for you. Lord, we just ask you to reach down and touch those eyes. As you did for blind Bartimaeus when he cried out to God. We speak healing and we speak life in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we do thank you for that vision, not just in the natural, but in the spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now we'll have Jill and Krista come up here and Peter and Linnea come up here as well. The handoff, no novella is being handed off there. You can come and stand. Why don't you move over just a little while? Jill come and stand here. You know, as I stayed on the steps, so I won't be shorter than Jill, right? <laughs> Okay, well, that's good. That's not actually why I stood here, but there just isn't room to get down there. So, so we're going to bring over these folks here. We have Jill and Peter. We say elders in training, and that's exactly what it's going to be over these next months. And so we want to acknowledge them this morning. We aren't installing them as elders, but we're acknowledging them in that place of elders in training. And so, Lord, we do that now in Jesus' name. 
We just thank you, Lord, for your hand upon them. And we have Krista and Linnea here as well, because we once again, we know how husbands and wives function together. Uh, just like it is with a husband and wife, and that's how... Uh, as it's related in Ephesians 5, Lord, we think that carries over into things like this too. And so we just thank you for your hand upon them, that you will lead and guide, that they will learn and grow, that will, we see already in their lives this leading and feeding. Lord, we thank you that their walk with you will just come on to new levels, new places that you would have for them. We thank you for your blessing on their lives, your favor, your protection, your provision, your direction, your wisdom, your illumination, your revelation, your multiplied grace, your healing and wholeness, your shalom, shalom, in spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, Lord. In these days ahead, thank you for the impartations that are needed. Upon them, but we just turn that right back on every member of this church family, Lord. We pray these same things over each person because like we said, we believe every believer here is a minister. No matter how young in the Lord, you can be a minister of the good news of the gospel and of God's love, joy, and peace. And so we pray this now in the name of Jesus and everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have one more thing. This guy here is going to bring some announcements for us this morning. So we'll let you. We got a mic here for you. I think. There's, there's our mic. Thanks, guys. There you go, Peter. And then you can dismiss us. Remember, there's a meal today. All right. Good morning, everybody. I think we can do a little better. It's the end of the service. We should be a little more awake than that. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> should be excited for that meal, right? All right, yes. Uh, as Steve was just saying, there is a meal, so stick around. Uh, it's, uh, we had it yesterday at the wedding. It's very good. So uh, fellowship, all that good stuff. Uh, just a couple more announcements here. Um, let's see. Uh, we are, they're looking for nursery helpers, as you saw. There was a great cloud of children and, and uh, youth leaving for uh, the mid-service uh, nursery stuff and all that kind of thing. So they're looking for helpers for those things. Uh, if you're interested, contact Bobby Joe at 218-368-3514. Um, we have an announcement uh, Monday. Uh, at 6.30, and this I think is every Monday, we have uh, a women's Bible study here at the church, so if you hadn't heard about that before, if you haven't come check that, check that out yet, please come. Uh, all are welcome. 
Uh, Wednesday, on Wednesdays, uh, we have uh, the 9 a.m. Touchpoint with uh, Pastor Stephen Joyce, uh, and you can watch that online. Um, and at 6 p.m. every Wednesday, we always have Amplify Youth Group, but there's no uh, kids' activities this week, uh, but there is adult fellowship group, so come for those things. Uh, before I uh, release you here, just a couple of thoughts I had uh, thinking about uh, yesterday. Uh, I was here for a wedding. Uh, I don't know, probably some of you were here as well. Uh, there's always something, uh, I think, interesting that happens when you uh, have a wedding, right? Uh, especially in a building that you come to every Sunday for church. Because uh, something sort of new and exciting is, is, is happening is, you know, every Sunday, if you're a regular, uh, you kind of know what to expect in that building. You kind of come in and there's a sort of regular progression of thoughts and feelings that you usually have. But when you come in uh, to a wedding, there's suddenly a sea of faces that you've, you've never seen before here. And you, you kind of uh, don't feel quite as much like a regular anymore. You sort of feel like you're, you can see this space that we're in, this church space, in a kind of fresh, uh, new way, because it's, everybody's sort of there for something that they, nobody's really experienced before. Um, and I was, it had me thinking about um, something that I often think about. Uh, in every wedding uh, is always invoked uh, the story of, of Genesis 2, uh, the first man and woman coming together, and, and rightfully so, because it's such a beautiful uh, story. And But I found myself thinking about uh, this this morning, I guess, that something interesting that happens in, in Genesis 2 is it's not just the bringing together of the first man and woman, which we often think about it as it's the first marriage ceremony. Um, it's two people coming together, but if you really, if you think about it, um, Adam and Eve, they're the only humans on the earth. So in another sense, um, the first thing that God does together is he brings unity to all mankind, doesn't he? Uh, in that first wedding service. It brings all people together, doesn't it? Um, and even further, if you look at their, their names in their original Hebrew, you, you see it's even, it's a little deeper than that. Uh, Adam, uh, his name means human. He's humanity itself. And his wife, uh, we usually say Eve, it's pronounced Chava in Hebrew, is life. It's the coming together of humanity and life itself. And that's, that's, a, that's exciting. That's beautiful. That's something to celebrate, isn't it? That's life. And you feel that in a wedding service, I think. we uh, Sitting here in the pews, I was thinking about it this way that I've been to many weddings. Uh, I've been to my own, right? Uh, and I think most of the people in that who are sitting there. <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> my wife's laughing. Um, <laughs> that, yes, we hope so. That uh, <laughs> uh, I think every person in that, that was sitting here yesterday, had probably been to a wedding before, and you, you know, really know what to expect from a wedding. It's, it usually is the same things over and over and over again. There's usually nothing too inventive or novel, and if there was, you'd be like, well, that wasn't a very good wedding. They, what, were, what was that all about, right? You kind of expect the same progress of, of things to happen. And yet, it's because you see two people have never stood there before um, 
joining together in a way that those two particular people have never been joined before, that you lean in a little bit. You're, there's still that excitement. There's still that celebration. There's a, an electricity in the air. And after that first kiss, it's people are, their minds are blown somehow. <laughs> it's like they've never seen two people kiss before. They're clapping, they're cheering. They're all excited. It's, it, you, you should hear the noise in here. After the service, people are talking. It's very, very loud and it's beautiful. And the, you know, the music, of course, and dancing, it's, um, you get to see this church in a different way, I think. And I guess what I was thinking about is when we come in through these doors every Sunday, we're not doing anything really all that different, are we? We're coming here to celebrate that coming together of all humanity and life itself, the celebration of humanity and God joined in this beautiful unity. Uh, and even though maybe we know what to expect, we know it's going to be the same program, it's still something that we've never experienced. We've never experienced that Sunday before. We've never experienced that joining together, that particular group of people being united with each other, united with God. It's beautiful. And that's what we have this space here for. It's not just so we can, you know, give a stage for someone to give a, you know, the lecture of the day, right? It's not just so that we can sing a few songs. It's, it's a space for us to be here together. <laughs> Because uh, we could do all those things at home, we, couldn't we? We could listen to a message, we could sing songs, but it's so that we can do it together that we come here. And I think that's, I, I don't know, those are just my thoughts for the day, I guess. <laughs> so why don't we pray over that? Jesus, uh, we pray that as we come through those doors next Sunday, even as we leave through these doors today and we're coming together in fellowship, that we would feel that rising of your spiritual celebration of what we're here for. <laughs> that we would be reminded every single day of what you have done for us, what you are here to do with us, that the way that you've joined with us is such a, a reason to be excited and to feel the vibrancy of this life that you've given us, that we don't drag ourselves around, but we would really feel that vibrancy, that vital life of you and your spirit with us this week. And that is a reason to be joyful, that's a reason to celebrate, that's a reason to be glad. So in your name, Jesus, we pray, amen. All right, so on that note, you're released. Go fellowship. Go celebrate. Yes, and everybody, anybody wants prayer for anything, please come up. There will be people to pray with you. All right. Be blessed. <laughs>